Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. You know, it's my pleasure to invite professional advisors from all walks of life onto this show. And today we have an interesting lineup for you. Our first guest is Louis Bala from Nuage Consulting Group in Los Angeles. And we're going to be talking with Louis about the telltale signs that will let you know when your software systems are starting to fall behind. So, Louis, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Louis, uh, I'm I'm intrigued by the name of your company, Nuage Consulting Group. Uh, there must be some kind of meaning behind that, and I'm going to ask you to share that with our listeners. And also, if you would, tell us a, a little bit about your background and how you got into b- this business. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh started in the software space a little over five years ago uh, and uh, had an opportunity to really work with some old school systems, what we call legacy systems. Everything was done uh, in Excel spreadsheets, really kind of your old DOS uh, green screen look and feel, uh, and uh, really was looking towards the future, uh, saw some new applications, some slick UI, uh, and found a product called NetSuite, which is a, an ERP platform, uh, and uh, kind of from there, really dove all in and you know, at the time, it was an interesting paradigm where everybody wanted everything on-premise because your data wasn't secure, uh, and we were pushing the cloud. So as, as things have certainly evolved and pretty much everybody's financial data is on the cloud these days, whether it be with your online banks or, uh, you know, Equifax, et cetera, uh, you, are, you are pretty much on the cloud whether you like it or not. Uh, as far as the, uh, the name of Nuage, you know, in the hunt for domains, uh, even back in the day, trying to find anything that resonated with the cloud uh, was pretty difficult. Uh, we tried all the Greek and Latin words and finally found uh, Nuage, which is French for the word cloud. And I like, I like Nuage, too, because I, mis- I misspoke earlier and called it New Age um, back in the green room there, <laughs> which, which kind of is actually uh, uh, appropriate as well. I mean, I, I think legacy system is kind of a nice word for out of date, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, makeup on the pig, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, a lot of um, people have been wondering about their software. I mean, I, I go around and talk to a lot of business owners, and it's amazing that they still patch things together. Um, what are some telltale signs that your organization's software systems might be starting to fall behind? Yeah, so I think, you know, one and kind of probably the most important uh, kind of uh, pieces to that is it's really difficult to find out what's happening. 
uh, across the business in real time. So really, with, with most systems, these legacy systems, they were designed in an era where companies could wait until the end of the month uh, to get that data. Uh, nowadays, it's, you know, everybody needs their data in, in real time as quickly as possible. Um, and that, that kind of dovetails into manual processes. You know, if, if your organization is doing a lot of manual work, doing a lot in Excel spreadsheets, really taking uh, their data from the software, extracting or marrying several different softwares, you're doing things pretty inefficiently. Uh, so really reconciling that data across systems is, is just not the way to go anymore. Everybody should be in systems that are fully integrated with bi-directional data flow these days. Um, you know, just a couple of other thoughts on that. You know, if, if sales are being lost uh, with your system because you know your sales folks are going to the inventory, um, you know, it, you know, and then going to accounting for really that whole lead to fulfillment process, uh, and they're not doing it in one system, you know, you're you're really losing on opportunities, especially in the e-commerce space where you know, not only your B2C folks are expecting you know, uh, to process orders immediately, but also on the B2B side. Uh, so folks who you know, may um, you know, have a, a partnership with your organization, uh, maybe they're selling supplies um, or even just standard procurement. If they're not able to be self-sufficient and understand exactly where a package may be or um, certain accounting details or invoices, you know, you're, you're really missing out on a lot of automated processes today. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, of course, the world is, is turning at a faster and faster pace, and that includes uh, the change in technology. So I, I'll bet a lot of our listeners are saying, you know, maybe these issues that you're talking about are, make sense and resonate with them, but what should they do about it, and, and why should they change now? You know, I think as far as changing now, you know, we've, we've, with the new tax incentives, you know, the very low um, unemployment rate, we're kind of running into this interesting time where um, it's very hard to find new labor. Uh, so the, you know, the labor shortage is, is becoming a real issue. Um, so if, if you're having to, you know, pay 1.5x for an employee that used to, you know, get a steal for back uh, in the 2008 recession days, you know, you certainly are in a position where software these days can, can handle uh, a lot of those manual processes um, and give you the ability to, to really streamline your organization. Uh, as far as, you know, where and when to look, you know, I think if you're, if you're still holding off and thinking a product like QuickBooks can bring you to a billion-dollar organization and give you the ability to pivot as a business, I think you're pretty naive. And I, I'd certainly uh, you know, recommend looking at the best practices of your specific vertical um, and see what the other folks are doing. You know, where I'm in a, in a group like Provisors uh, where I have the ability to talk with a lot of industry heads uh, and get a good understanding of, you know, a, a true pulse check. Um, and I've, I've found that everybody uh, certainly is aware of the cloud and, and kind of the latest and greatest in software. It's just making that leap. Yeah, and of course we all hear about the cloud all the time, and uh, uh, some some owners might be confused about the cloud as far as, you know, one of the concerns is, is is it safe, and is and isn't isn't the cloud expensive to be in? So, can you address those issues? So, from a 
a safety perspective, we've certainly, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we've, we've been dealing with that question for a long time. So the, the beauty of the cloud and uh, you know, products like NetSuite, they have service level agreements uh, in place, and they also, um, they also have, uh, you know, they have, their whole business is built off of the, um, you know, basically the uptime of their product. So if, if they get hacked or the system goes down, well, they've got 40,000 customers who aren't happy. So they put a lot more money into R&D, uh, into security. Um, so to say that an on-premise system that may be um, secured by one IT guy um, using uh, antivirus software uh, versus the power of a 1,000-plus uh, employee security team um, is, is is really just not the case anymore. So it is a it is a much more secure product than anything on premise these days. Yeah, and that, that's that that may be, but a lot I think a lot of listeners that are maybe older may say, yeah, I hear all that, but then I keep hearing about all the hacking and everything. What steps have been taken to make the cloud even more um, safe from from things like hacking, if that's a concern? Sure. So there's, you know, there's several layers, whether it be um, logging in from an individual IP location. So we have a lot of customers who can only log in when they're at the office uh, to multi-level um, uh, security um, with passwords and, and different uh, tokenization configurations within the system. So um, with our product in particular, it has everything from PCI compliance to the highest uh, SOX compliance to the EU safe harbor. So they're meeting all of those government requirements, um, but they're also pumping more and more in to make it uh, as, as secure as, as you can possibly get. Um, and I think you know, it, it, it's always interesting to hear from folks who may say, yeah, well, okay, well, my on-premise QuickBooks or Great Plains system, nobody can get into. Well, that's all on a server. Let's say you have a flood like down in Houston or uh, you know, you're dealing with a hurricane. Um, I can't see anybody putting a server on their backpack and uh, running out of the building. So with, with right. multi-redundant data, you know, you're, you're in a, a much better position. So everything is backed up in real time. Uh, so you, know, you have the ability to always you know, go back and, and make changes if need be, but you know, your data is, is stored in the cloud at multiple locations. And uh, you know, everybody from the U.S. government entities to um, you know, major Fortune 100 companies are all running on the cloud these days. Great, Louie. Thanks for that. Uh, could you share a brief success story maybe to illustrate how you've helped a client or customer? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So you know, one of the customers we started working with was uh, an organization called Regulus Global. Uh, and they're actually in the defense contracting space. And they, uh, they're a distributor exporter for a little over 500 military defense and law enforcement product brands. Um, and what they were doing was they were – uh, working with their five uh, different legal entities um, and running all of those legal entities on a different iteration of QuickBooks. Uh, so you, as you can imagine, intercompany transactions, um, any fulfillment of orders uh, was an extremely manual process. Uh, so you know, in, in that government space, not only having a, a very uh, strict uh, and regulated um, audit trail, as well as the uh, different compliance that they have to uh, meet, um, they they turned to us and and they looked at at NetSuite as kind of 
the the golden egg, if you will. Um, but they really needed a, a flexible solution that would meet their current needs and support the future growth. And I think for a lot of uh, organizations who may be thinking, well, maybe not the cloud right now, maybe later, you know, being able to pivot as an organization um, on the fly you know, is, is a must. And, and this organization, Regulus, was in an, an ability to to really take advantage of NetSuite and the Nuage team. So, um, you know, they, they grew quite rapidly. Um, and actually, since inception of, of their software and, and working with us, they've actually grown revenues over 500%. Um, and they uh, they continue to really uh, harness the the power of NetSuite for uh, potential growth in new subsidiaries and additional countries. So really, with uh, with what we have seen, you know, this is just one small mom and pop organization who grew rapidly, and and that's the that's the power of a, a cloud product. You know, that scale can be done in a matter of weeks versus uh, having to do a new implementation as you make it to that mid market level. Is it common in your experience for people to start uh, at some level of of uh, using your product and then and then adding on other services as they go, or do they usually just jump right in with everything? You know, the, the beauty of of most cloud products out there these days, um, it, Netsuite in particular, is, is you really can scale. Yeah, I, I know uh, GoPro may not be the best example these days because they've had a little bit of hard times, but they actually started with two users on our product uh, and, and stayed with the product throughout their IPO with thousands of users. So you know, what, what is nice with these what we call multi-tenant software systems these days is the software is continually upgrading. Uh, all 40,000 of our customers are on the exact same release, uh, and you're able to basically take different pieces of the product um, and grow with the product. So you don't have to leverage everything, um, but they're certainly available. And you know, it's all modular these days. Um, and you know, if you do need a very specific product, uh, the cool thing with the cloud is it's very easy to create these integrations. It's just a quick mapping exercise. You know, whether folks are tied to their Salesforce CRM or you know, a Workday HR, uh, these days that connection is a very quick, easy process that typically takes very little IT involvement. I see. And I, I notice on your, uh, on your website you, uh, you tout that you can take people from zero to uh, fully integrated in 100 days. Is that, how does that work? Tell us a little bit about that process. Sure. So, so really, um, with, with NetSuite, they have an implementation methodology, which everything is sweet with NetSuite, and it's called Suite Success. And uh, really, the first phase is what we call the remediate phase. So we're pretty much taking uh, what you have in your current system, uh, and we are getting you up and running in your uh, accounting, financials, uh, CRM, you know, inventory, et cetera, in that 100 days. Certainly, there may be exceptions, um, but we have done implementations in under 30 days from Thanksgiving through uh, the Christmas time frame. Not ideal, but we certainly have, can move as quickly as possible. Um, but in that remediate phase, we then are looking at the um, additional modules and, and features within NetSuite and, and really driving transformation and, and, uh, and the enhancement of the organization. So a lot of automating of workflows, a lot of um, you know, really driving best practices across the industry. And I note also on your website that you have 20 years or 20 years plus experience in implementing cloud business management and ERP solutions, and that is critically important, I would think, for 
our our listeners to understand that this is not something you want to find somebody who just got into this type of business. This this takes you've probably seen a lot of uh, situations that uh, now are uh, are easy for you to to uh, re- remedy if the problem comes along. I would imagine. Yeah, it, it's pretty astonishing the folks we meet day to day who are just wasting hours and hours and hours on manual processes because you know they they have to leverage a consultant to build a report. Um, you know, these days the the software is designed for folks to be very self sufficient um, and and really drive that transformation in organizations. But I'll be honest, we we were guilty of it too. We we were uh, working with a legacy Infor product back in the day, um, and uh, you know it was the best and brightest at the time. But you know we understood the trend and and knew that it was imperative to move towards the cloud. So uh, could you give our listeners one or two uh, brief tips, ideas, or precautions about um, what they should be thinking about with regards to their systems? Totally. Yeah, I, I think um, if you have an opportunity, you know, feel free to reach out to our organization, and there's several others out there, and, and get a value assessment. You know, take some time, sign an NDA if you need to, uh, and understand what you're paying today uh, and what it's costing you not to change. It's pretty easy to to get a good idea of of how you can you can really drive that change and what it's going to do for your organization. You know, the time is now. The workforce is getting smaller. Um, you really need to be leveraging technology these days. Um, and I, I'd say you know another tip too is if you're not in, into a value assessment, um, you know, talk to talk to your network. I think it's it's very important these days to understand what the best practices in, in your vertical or industry are. Um, if you think you're at the forefront, you know, take some opportunities, take some time, and, and really speak to your competitors. You know, speak to the younger guys in your office and get an understanding of the software that they've used uh, and how inefficient things may be internally. Nobody, of course, likes to hear that, but you know, it's, it's always a good thing to, to really understand how you can be working better. Well, I, again, I, I really appreciate you coming on and helping our listeners understand more about this, this critically important issue. And your website looks terrific. I've, I've been digging around on it a little bit. Uh, and uh, so it looks to me like you cover, you have an East Coast office and a, and a Los Angeles office. Do you work with customers all over the country? We certainly do, yep, from coast to coast. Coast to coast, okay. And so a starting point for a uh, a potential customer would be to, I would imagine, come to your website and then give you a call and find out, uh, talk to you about their situation, right? That would be perfect. That's that's very ideal, yes. Okay, so let's talk about what the the website is, nuagecg.com. I'm going to spell that to uh, out for you listeners, uh, www.nuagecg.com, nuagecg.com. And Louis, uh, what's the best phone number if someone were to call and say they wanted to talk to you after this this interview and get in touch with you? What's the best number for them to reach you? Yeah, feel free to dial me direct. I'm at 202-257-9095. All right, that's 202-257-9095. Great job uh with, you know, this is this is not uh for the faint of heart for a lot of people. They they get a lot of our listeners are a little intimidated by technology, but they know they need to uh, step up and get in the game and, and get on the cloud. And it sounds like they can uh, get a lot done by giving you a call, checking out your website, and uh, and just finding out, you know, you know, talking to you about what their situation is and what their needs are, 
so that you can help them do what's right for them. Louis, thanks so much for coming on uh, the show today. It's really a pleasure to, to have you on, and I'm sure we just scratched the surface of this topic, so perhaps uh, sometime in the future you can come back on and we can get a little deeper on some of these issues. I really appreciate it, and that would be great. I'll talk to you soon. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 